about. Sometimes we think of planners and all of that as um, being a vehicle for stickers or art or colorful scripting. <laughs> and then we have fun setting it up, but don't actually use it because it becomes intimidating. And so we're going to talk today about doing notes and plans in a way that is not um, intimidating, that it doesn't take more time to set up than it takes to use, and that we are really able to use in the day-to-day to, -day to keep our head on straight, to make good choices, and most importantly, to beat back overwhelm. Inside the Simply Convivial Continuing Education community, you know, we have a chat uh, with different channels and topics going on. And it's really, it's people sharing what they're learning, what they're using. And then we have monthly meetups where we talk about different aspects of just homemaking life, mom life. And when we just hear or see what other people are doing, it helps us to not overthink it and to just try something. It's like, oh, look, there are a dozen different ways people are doing it here. And this one really appeals to me. And it's simple. It seems doable. And it's something that maybe would have taken us years to try and figure out. But we get a bit of jumpstart by learning from one another. And that's why I love these community events, people sharing in the comments. But um, especially inside our community, we all learn so much from one another and, and different ways to do things where we don't even realize that we're stuck in a rut of um, something, you know, it should be this way. I should have a, you know, planner that I buy at the store and just use. Like, how can that not work? <laughs> and then we see what other people are doing and it's like, oh, I was picturing something so much more elaborate and, but that person's, you know, whiteboard or page on a clipboard looks so doable. I could do that. And um, it just so, it's so freeing and helpful to get that insight into what's working for other people. So as we talk today, please do share in the comments about what you're using and how it has worked for you in your life. Notes and information encompasses, it's a pretty broad category and it's kind of vague. And I'm not going to tell you that uh, you have to keep a certain kind or amount of information. <laughs> um, you know, back in the day when I was a new homemaker and the internet was new and you just hung out on forums that were pretty basic, um, we made homemaking binders. Where you had a big old three ring binder and inside was all the information, all the kids' medical information, the sizes that they wore, 
um, inventories of your pantry and your household supplies and all of that. You, a nice big binder. And you carried, you were supposed to carry this around everywhere you went. Then you would always be prepared. And we talked earlier this week about that is part of the, that is what organization is. It's being prepared and ready. And so it was a good goal. But when we make things harder than they need to be or more complex than they need to be, that's, you know, there is such a thing as overprepared. Um, as we also, while being prepared, we don't want to be encumbered. And that's really what that household binder ended up being. It was an encumbrance. I just remember, you know, it had my grocery list, it had my master pantry list in it, and that was great. So I could just, I had set everything in one spot. So no matter where I was going or for what purpose, I had one thing. That was nice, but it was huge and heavy. And I, at that point, you know, I also had a toddler to wrangle and a, you know, a baby in the big, bulky, heavy car seat carriers. And it became a lot to juggle. And then, um, I was at the grocery store, I remember, with this big old binder, and it was in the toddler seat of the cart, and the, the car seat carrier was in the in the cart, <laughs> inside the basket of the cart. I was like, I don't even have room for groceries here. <laughs> and I'm flipping through to find the right page and realizing, like, I am toting this around, and I need one piece of paper out of it right now. And it is just adding to what I am juggling here. It, I'm spending more energy juggling this thing than it's saving me. And I stopped carrying it around at that point. Plus, you know, it was fun to set up and great to feel like, okay, I've thought through everything and it's all here. But do you know how long it stayed correct and relevant? not long. Like if it's, if it says what size everyone is, um, and I had toddlers and babies that changes every two months, not to mention the pantry and freezer inventories and all of that is constantly changing. And was I constantly updating it? No. <laughs> so then I was carrying around a big binder of incorrect information and half complete information because I, I printed out the form to fill in, you know, to make sure I had all the information that I was supposed to have, supposed to have, um, but hadn't quite finished it. And so it that is not a, that is a system that when you've filled it out or when you're working on it, you feel really great about it. It seems amazing and like so put together. But it is so out of date so quickly and it becomes a burden, an encumbrance, a weight where to be prepared and responsive to life, we also need to be agile. So, you know, you, you think about a, um, a track runner or something, you can be running along quickly and jump when there's an obstacle. Um, or you think of a, a gymnast who can, you know, spin in the air. 
I, I can't even do a somersault. So <laughs> uh, this is entirely metaphorical, but um, we want to be able to make decisions in the spur of the moment, not by the seat of our pants, not like just going by uh, the, our feelings, our gut, and what uh, we remember just in our brain, but we want to have something to reference, a place to write things down because our brain is not a good place to keep information. We never access it. We never have it right there when we need it. Uh, more so and more so, the more kids you have, <laughs> pregnancy brain, I don't know, 40-year-old brain, um, we need to write things down so that we have the information when we need it. But we also need to be able to be light on our feet, to be able to dance the dance of life responsively. And a system that is too bulky and too complicated will actually weigh us down and make us less effective because we're spending our energy on this artifact rather than on living life. And we want whatever planning that we're doing and whatever systems we're setting up to free our mind and our energy to live more, to expand our capacity, to be more hospitable. So how do we do that? How do we, on the one hand, have written down all the information that we need to keep track of while um, not being encumbered by that and not using up all of our bandwidth in keeping a system up. The system should be giving us more free mind space and more free time and more free energy than it takes. And if it's taking more time than you get from it, then it's too much. And sometimes the phone becomes too many steps if you have to open up your phone, unlock it, swipe the screen, get whatever, get into the app. It has to load. Then you see, you know, then there's categories and all of this. And it becomes too many steps. It becomes uh, invisible. And what we want are the relevant items of information. And that can be tasks, that can be quotes or mottos that are helping us orient our mind and our attitude. And it can be um, appointments. You know, We definitely need a calendar that we're looking at multiple times a day that stays up to date. But if we spend too much time organizing it, sometimes our efforts at organizing it are actually covering it over and making it less useful. Um, yes, or if you use your phone, you end up playing Candy Crush or something instead, because that's easier. Like if I open up my task app, I'm going to have to do a task. Just hang on a minute. I'll, I'll do that in a second, <laughs> right? So, um, Sometimes an app can be a good storage place for certain pieces of information. Uh, something like Evernote to just hold uh, records or lists for the future. 
But as far as information that you need in front of your face on a daily basis so that you can make good decisions right now, um, you need a calendar and you need uh, some kind of paper because actually writing things out by hand helps us internalize it better. So even if you do end up using Dynalist or some kind of task app to keep track of things in a neat, orderly fashion, if it's simple and it makes sense to you, that's great. But if you pull out from that list and actually write it on paper, it um, is easier to process visually to just have a piece of paper in front of your face and the whole process of writing it out also helps us. And that's the real point of having the information in the first place is as reminders. And so if it's not reminding us, it's not doing its job. So just having the information in a good system will not be good enough. The system can be way more messy and in flux, but useful if we're actually using it, if we're like hands-on in it, rather than if it's in a pristine app with reminders and due dates and categories and tags and everything set up just so. Those could all actually be hindrances to getting at that information at the right time, even though that's the opposite of the point. <laughs> we set it all up with all of that so that we'll be thinking about it all correctly and at the right time. But complication layers makes it more difficult. Whereas, uh, you know, we've had a lot of ladies in our community who end up with one piece of paper for a week and six boxes just drawn on free form. And, you know, some of them do different things. Some of those, each box is a day. Some of them, it's a meal. And, uh, you know, it's kind of different categories that's just, just looking through. But it's messy and it works. What we want is it working, not it looking beautiful and impressive. We want it to work. And work means we are reminded of what we really need to be paying attention to and doing because we are easily distracted. And when we recognize like, oh, I'm just sitting around because I'm really unclear on what I should be doing next. There are so many things that I could be doing that I'm doing nothing, right? We all get that way. And that's a part of overwhelm. If, if we're just relying on our brains to give us the next thing to do, we are hearing the chatter in our minds for all the options. And we, don't, we have no criteria for which to pick. And so we just feel crazy making in our head and we end up just on Facebook or Instagram or Candy Crush or whatever because that kind of feels like we're doing something and it's distracting us from the overwhelm. It's a way to stop the overwhelm. But a better way to stop that crazy making overwhelm feeling is to have a list that's already written down. You look at it, you pick one thing on that list and you actually do it and check it off. And that also gets rid of the overwhelm. 
So as we um, make notes and plans, we need to be thinking about the most important things and the simplest things and the smallest steps rather than writing down the end goals or the, the whole thing. Because um, we want something like 10 to 15 minute tasks on our lists. Because if we have whole projects on our list, then we look at our paper, our planner or whatever and say, well, I don't have time for that. I don't have time for that right now. I don't have time for that. And instead, we need to break it down into something that you can just glance at. It doesn't take a lot of brain power to figure it out. And it is the actual next step and not just an end product. You want your task list to start with a verb and not just be a noun. Um, I remember it was years ago now, but um, for weeks at a time, I had on my list things to do. Uh, recover the chairs. And so that seemed like, like recovering something's a verb, right? That's what I need to do. And I just kept not doing it and not doing it and like, and feeling overwhelmed by it because recovering the chairs is actually a whole series of tasks. It's not something I could just say, okay, I'm going to do that right now. I had to, like, I had to do math before I could do that. I had to count the chairs and measure how much I would need and add that up and, and then go buy the fabric. And then, and so in, so finally I figured out like, there's actually a whole lot more here to do than just recover chairs. That's something I'm never going to be able to just say, okay, I'm going to do that right now. <laughs> and so I wrote down like, what are all of the things, actual things to do for this? And it was like 10 things. If I broke it down into like 10 minute chunks of time or discrete actual tasks. And then I was able to pick two per day and I got it done in the course of a week because it was very clear on what the next actual uh, thing to do in 10 minutes to move it forward was like, okay, so I'm, you know, Wednesday, I know I'm going to run errands. So that's the day I'm going to get the fabric. So that means before Wednesday, I have to do the math, take the measurements, do the whatever, do the math. And so it, it started making more sense to actually accomplish. And so when we feel overwhelmed by all of our ideas and notes and projects that are there, we need to start by breaking it down. And saying, okay, well, what could I do to move this forward in a 10 or 15 minute chunk of time? And then write that down as the actual task and not the project itself. And we start noticing and experiencing momentum because we're actually making progress. Even if it's just 10 minutes, 10 minutes is actually a lot of progress when we are you can actually choosing to do it, <laughs> but you can't just choose to get a project done, right? 
we I've I've just started kind of the the way I've changed I've I have recently changed the way that I talk about task lists because I spent years trying to make apps work and they can work. You just have to keep them up to date all the time. You have to just give them the attention and the upkeep and um, time in front of a screen fragments our attention. There's more and more research that shows that. And so when our upkeep time is being done on a screen, uh, it's demotivating. It is an energy drain. In, and that's the opposite of what our task list is supposed to be. And so although I do use a Google Calendar, I find that to be the most reliable way to keep an accurate, up-to-date calendar always with me. Um, my husband can update it. He can see it. Um, I can see my kids' schedules. Um, and it's on my phone and I can get reminders. And so the calendar works really, really well as a digital calendar for me, not for everybody, but it really, really does for me. And, but, and I am a techie person, but the apps always became unreliable, um, very quickly because I'm not just entering the tasks with all of the tags and due dates and everything right away. Like I am on my calendar. I have my phone out at the orthodontist. The, the next appointment just goes straight into the calendar. I call the doctor. I have the, my calendar up. Like the, whenever I hear a date, it just automatically goes into my calendar right away. And I could never get to that point with an app for tasks. And I tried. And so I spent a lot of years with very ineffective, and recently, this is in my 30s, <laughs> I spent a lot of years with very unreliable systems um, because I was like, it just, it, this has to work. And I know the principles for how to make it work. Like, can't I make this work? And finally, in the last year or so, uh, I've started just keeping it on paper and it might be on an app, but if it's on an app, it's just a note and not even a task app. And it's a running list. Like it's just a list of things to do. And as you think of things, it just gets added to the list. And then every week, think some of those things on the running list go onto my actual weekly to-do list. And some of them get crossed off and deleted, but it's not complicated. It's easy to access. It's easy to remake and recreate. And the process of rewriting it and redoing it is actually helpful for skimming and sifting and um, recognizing what I actually have time for, what are, what's actually important. And so we're cleaning up the apps and trying to make them work smoothly was a distraction. Redoing, recreating, going over a written, just basic list of tasks is 
a way to think things through. It's a thinking exercise and has been very helpful. So um, a running list where it really is just a lined piece of paper in whatever planner I keep with me. One page gets called the running list and it's not something that I feel like, oh, I'm going to have to keep this particular piece of paper for forever. It's like it gets full, then I can start clean, move over anything that I didn't get done. But those lists can get long and then you spend more time sifting through. So you do need to have times where you pull out priorities. And that is our daily card. And you can find, I'd have a whole workshop on the daily card on YouTube. You can pull that up. And um, the daily card is a way to pull your top three things for the day. And like three, I have to do so many things, more than three things. And we all go through, as we try making the daily card to-do list work, we all go through a period, a learning period where uh, we try putting not our top three most important things for the day, but three extra things for the day. And, um, but the learning experience is important too. So we are not trying to set up a note system, a planner um, that is going to uh, be set up from the beginning and forever after work. We are learning and making a planner that fits our life. We're building habits and we are doing uh, any kind of planning or listing and all, or all of that should be about focusing our attention and thinking. And then the notes are just summary thinking and um, shortcuts for us to jump right. Oh yeah, I, I thought through that already and made a note to myself, this is what's actually important. So I'm gonna listen to that thoughtful thinking self that already figured all this out. And right now it's just doing mode. Um, and so inside Simply Convivial Continuing Education, we call this iteration, where we're not setting up the perfect planner or the perfect app from the get-go. We are learning practices that we're going to refine and adapt and change based on what we learn about ourselves and our needs and our situations. So uh, you can watch, there's more about that on the Daily Card Workshop. But you're taking the running list, which is just super, super basic, and pulling some things. I make one for the week, a top three for the week, and then like a 10, like, and if, then if I have more time, these are the things I'd like to get done this week. And then I'm not really looking at that running long list again till the next week, but I am adding to it if something comes up. And then every day I'm looking at my weekly list and pulling a top three. Homeschooling is always one of my top three on a homeschooling day. Uh, doing this live is one of my top three because if I look at like what are the actual important things that have to happen today, this is going to take time and energy. And so I have to acknowledge to myself that this is taking my time. So it goes on my top three. It's it's reminding yourself of the truth that your time is limited, 
that some things are more important than others and you have to make hard choices sometimes. Like, and here's the hard choice I decided to make. This isn't a hard choice, but. <laughs> but um, it's really that basic. Um, you might have a pre-printed planner that is making some of those choices for you and uh, and re removing some of that um, thinking process, which can be good and bad, right? The easier, the more streamlined it is where you don't have to think about um, what to put on your planner page because it's just pre-printed, you fill it in. That can be good. But sometimes that process of thinking it through is the most important activity. And, and that's when we're really examining our life and figuring out what's important. Um, so there, it's, I have used printed, pre-printed planners before uh, and they have worked great for me. Right now I am just using a blank notebook and doing lists. And there's a weekly list, a running list, and then a daily page where I use a post-it so that it's, you know, re easy refresh, <laughs> just right with my weekly list and post-its. And um, it's super basic and it's not fancy and it's not particularly pretty, but it's very portable. It's very easy to pick up. And if I miss a day, I don't feel like I've ruined the streak or the planner. I'm not leaving blank pages behind, which bugged me about my pre-printed planner. <laughs> and I also don't need to print pages ahead of time, which always tripped me up when I was doing a disbound. So all of these things work. It's really just a question of do we work it? Are we going to keep referring back to them? And we will all go through times where we don't. And how easy is it to pick it back up if we go for a few days or even a couple of weeks without looking at it? And that's where the apps tripped me up because I'd have to go through and clean up all the overdue things. And it's like, yeah, that's, that's not really over overdue I did that or it's like a daily repeat evening routine evening routine and I'm like click 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 to get it back to the right date like, this is dumb <laughs> I just need to be able to pick up and go again after falling off and that's so that's what we all need to be thinking about is not the system that will make me do this every single day or the system that's going to be there every single day because I'm sure I'm going to check in with it every single day from now on for the rest of my life. We need to be realistic and um, not have something that's broken when we miss a day or we miss a week because that's going to happen. And how adaptable is our way of doing notes and systems? So check out that daily card workshop. I think that will really help. And uh, I am currently working on some planning resources, planner resources. Um, like for the last five years, I've been doing a lot of 
um, I would like to call it research because <laughs> then that sounds very respectable and purposeful. <laughs> but I've tried a lot of things. I have tried a lot of things for myself in my own life, not just like, oh, I've looked at it and it looks nice, but really tried to go all in and use different ways of planning. And one, there is no perfect planner that I know. Everyone has its pros and cons, but there are habits that make whatever planner you're using doable or not doable. And there are principles for setting them up no matter which one they are. So I'm, I'm working on pulling all that together. So stay tuned, make sure you're on my email list and all of that. If that sounds interesting to you, there'll be more things about planners that help more than they distract um, or we spend more time getting more stuff done important things rather than just spending more time with the planner um, and really getting at the heart of why we're doing it. Because just like we're not cleaning and decluttering our house so that it can be a style piece to reflect well on us, same goes for our planner. We're not doing it so that we can post Instagram pictures about it. Um, Honestly, I think my planning habits got a lot better when I took that option off my plate. <laughs> I left Instagram and it's like, okay, I'm not doing this to take pictures of it. I'm just doing it for me. And that was that was a game changer. And it was very helpful and clarifying and eye-opening to even, I wasn't even recognizing some of those criteria or or distractions that were happening in my brain until the option was removed. Like, oh, this is so healthy <laughs> to not be on Instagram. All right, so I will be um, answering questions on Saturday. So add those in the comments or in the ask a question box below. And um, I will send some follow-up resources um in that you can check out i have a brain dump guide that can be about how to get information out of your head there is the uh, free workshop on a daily card and then coming up in the future in a few few months there will be more resources about creating planners that work for real life with lots of different things on your plate. So thank you for joining me today. Tomorrow is going to be all about our attitude and what it means to organize our attitude and why our attitude is actually our most important organization piece. So I will see you then.